Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So, last, uh, we, are, we are on our series, Finishing Strong. Ooh, finishing strong. Your life and the mission of Jesus. So I'm going to recap a bit so that we are on the same page about this. So one, we, we have stated that the most good you can do is to do what Jesus did. You know those bands we used to wear, what would Jesus do? Did anyone ever wear WWJD? What would Jesus do? So Jesus, knowing that he had only three years, only three years, can monitor off this one, so some monitor here. All those of us on stage, we are running on one monitor to the right, the other monitor is not on. I don't know how the singers were operating without it. So knowing that he had only three years to change the destinies of humanity, he went about preaching teaching and healing. That's the most good he could do. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, how the Lord anointed, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So doing good is preaching and teaching. And the only institution or set up that's exclusively set up for that purpose is the is the church so so and jesus said i will build my church and the gates of heads shall not prevail against it so that's what jesus is doing building his church and if we want to get into the what jesus is doing we also need to get into what building his church because that's 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 the the business of heaven it's building the church so i will build my church we are into building the church and and that so that's the most good you can ever do with your short life of 120 years old on earth is build the church and how do we do that win souls disciple the one, send the disciple to plant churches. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this morning I had an opportunity to meet one of us, as Priska Asimwe, who lives and works in the UAE in Dubai. And she was testifying how they all gathered Team UAE and watch us on Sundays and on Wednesdays. Uh, Priska is somewhere in the hall, in the, in the space. Priska, yeah, right over there. Amen. Yeah. So wherever you are, whatever your job is, and, and for that matter, Team UAE, we send you regards. <laughs> because you're not with Priska today, but you're there. We know you're there. So for that matter, whatever your job, whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it, you must participate in what Jesus is doing, which is building the church. Amen. 
On the last Sunday, we looked at 2 Timothy chapter 2 about being strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And how, what did we agree? We said that, uh, one, you have to be strong. Otherwise, you can be weak in the grace. Two, we said uh, you, that grace in your life, you multiply it by making disciples. That's what makes you truly, truly strong when you make disciples. And then we said, uh, as a result, you live a disciplined and submitted life because you can't make disciples if they can't listen to you. And also, you can't make disciples if you're not disciplined yourself. Discipline and disciples are, are from the same word. Let me remember... No, let me remind you. Hey, that one nearly died. A bad death. Let me remember you. Uh, remember you. Three, three main points I made. One of the ones. If you cannot command them, they are not your disciples. Yeah, yeah. We read and after Jesus had finished what? Commanding his disciples. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another. He say, this is my suggestion. Yeah, I know in today's world of super independence, this seems completely like out of whatever it is, but that's the truth. They are only your disciples if when you say we are doing this and it's in the Bible, they do it. So if you can't command them, they are not your disciples. Two, if you cannot be commanded, you are not a disciple. You are something else other than a disciple. Amen. Yeah, I'd like to remind us to the audience, one, to keep your masks on, two, to leave your phones alone. Uh, if you cannot be commanded, <laughs> if you can't be commanded, you're not a what? A disciple. And then thirdly, we say that the army has a command structure, not a suggestion box. Amen. So that was last Sunday and today, today, say today, today, today. My, 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 my friend, I am excited about the word for today. Hey! Today we are looking at uh, playing your part. Playing your part. So I'm going to invite all of us to stand up and we read the scripture together, all of it. We don't typically do this, but I just feel that today would be a good day to read together while standing on top of our voices, Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 6. It's coming up. Let's read together. Uh -huh. And he himself gave sign to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ louder, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, 
causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen, amen, amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And we pray that our hearts are open, our minds are alert and active, and that you're going to do a new work in us as we hear this word. We declare today that none of us will remain the same. None, none, none whatsoever. Because your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats okay. Amen. So the way he starts the conversation, he says that he himself gave some to be. To be. All right. I'm going to invite up some people here who are not expecting to be invited, but I'm going to invite them. Some to be. Yeah. Some to be apostles. Some prophets. That's prophets. Not prophets. Okay. For those who are just listening on radio. Uh, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Amen. He gave some to be, to be, to be, to be. Okay? So I'm going to invite some prophets, some pastors, some teachers. And in fact, some people, they operate in so many offices at the same time. But for purposes of this example, I have to use only one for each office. Is that, is, is that all right with everybody? All right, I'm going to invite Prophet Angela Okulo to come. Yes, you can, you can, for purposes of, yeah, yeah, just your marks briefly. Uh, so some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists. Who are the evangelists here? Anakazo, evangelist Solomon, come, come, come. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know a pastor. Yeah, I know many pastors here. My God. <laughs> Feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I know many, 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 many pastors. But let me invite Pastor Christopher. Davis. Yeah. Hey, Kamaski Keko. Yeah. Then there is another name which only his mother uses, so we will desist. Yeah. Yeah. Let me invite Teacher B3. Hey! Hey! Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, I was going to do something here. I'm actually doing something here. Okay. So, I don't know if I should be one of the five. <laughs> as you guys, I've seen. So, he gave some to be, some, 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 and Amen. So, in the wisdom of God, that's how he plans to make the church work well. By giving different offices to different people. Now, there is a purpose. Verse 12 says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay. But let me first deal with a small thing there. Hmm? Small but significant. He says he gave some. Not all. That's one. To be. Not to do. Uh, he gave some to be. Because the, 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 before this verse says he gave gifts to men. Gifts. So in this particular scripture, the people are the gifts, not what they do. Yeah, I don't apostle. She doesn't prophet. She doesn't evangelist. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't pastor, but she teaches. Now, <clears throat> the, the people are the gifts, not what they do. I will repeat, because some people don't understand these things, but the people um, who are listening to me, they understand everything I say. The, what they do is not the gift. The people are the gift. So let me take one example. Hmm? Let me take the office of the prophet. Okay? There are many levels of prophecy, of, of manifestation of prophecy in a church or in a setting or in a culture or in a nation or even internationally. I was listening the other day and I found out that Elisha was ordaining kings of other nations who are even going to come and fight his own nation, Israel. But he was the one that God said, now I want you to appoint XYZ king of Syria. <laughs> Authority. Yeah, if we knew eh, the gift of God, not everyone would be trying to be a politician because there are some other levels of authority that you know not of. But let me deal with like three different levels. One is the basic elementary level of prophecy. First Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Give me verse 4. Verse 4 says, verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Is that verse 4? You people. Okay, give me verse 5. Okay, it's okay. So basically what Paul is saying, I wish you all what? Prophesied. In other words, you can check the scripture so people can pay attention. In other words, it is possible for everyone to prophesy. These five offices, apostles, what everyone at in church is designed, equipped with elements of Jesus that makes that possible. For example, apostles are the sent ones. It says, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to faith among all nations for his name. So, does that mean that only the apostles have been sent? No, everyone is sent. 
to the nations. Everyone is sent. Does that mean that only prophets can prophesy? No, all should prophesy. Does that mean that only evangelists should do evangelism? No, everyone. The Bible says do the work of an evangelist. Does that mean that only pastors should care for those who are not well? No, everyone is called to say love one another. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Has he called on the teachers to teach? No, 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 no. Everyone can open the scriptures and teach. Do you understand what I'm saying? So at a basic level, every single person can do something that these people can do. Amen. Now that's at the doing level. Doing. So for example, if I can use football, everyone can play football. Everyone can play football. Yeah, seriously. Pastor B3 can play football. You may not pay to watch, but she can play football. In fact, you may end up paying to watch because of... So level one is where everyone can do the thing. Level two is where some people are gifted. Gifted. They possess the gift. They are not the gift. But they possess the gift. Give me, give me just as an example, because I'm using prophecy as the example. Give me First Corinthians 12:10. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy. You see? Those are gifts. The, where that scripture starts, it says it gives gifts to according to as he wills. That's the Holy Spirit. So these are gifts of the Holy Spirit and prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Am I making sense? So whereas we all can prophesy and we all should desire to prophesy, those who are gifted, those who have the gift of prophecy are going to do it much easier. They are, let me put it this way. They will be excited to do it. Yeah. While for you, you are not too excited to do it. You have to wait on God, pray first, then you're like, I think God is saying, I think for the ones who are gifted, they are like, get out of here, let me just start prophesying. So they are gifted prophets, they are gifted evangelists, they are gifted pastors. They are people who have the gift of care. Yeah, they just care. And they are gifted teachers. Am I making sense? So level one is everyone is doing it. Level two, those who are gifted can do it at a more advanced level with excitement because it comes naturally to them. So, for example, there is a man here called Mark Minana. Where is Mark Minana? Mark, uh, hey, hey, he's right here. Mark Minana, his name is because he used to play number eight football. And, and he was so gifted that they fused the name with the number. Okay, so now he, his level of playing is quite different from Pastor Bithiri's playing of football. Yeah, if you were, if you are in that thing like how we play football in, in the village, they they they, they, they choose the captain of that side and, and then they pick, keep picking people from the crowd. I, I will take this one, then the other and take one. Then they take. You may find that Pastor Bithiri will stay in the center for a long time, while Mark will be picked quicker. Why, wondering why why aren't they picking me? Has that ever happened to you? Like, why aren't they picking me? I can't play. No, no, no. Yes, yes, you can play. But <laughs> the gift, the gift. Amen. Amen. So there are people who are gifted with the gift of prophecy. 
They are not prophets. But they are gifted. So that's the confusion. People think that if someone is gifted with a gift, they, can, they, they are now prophets. No, no, no. Just because one can prophesy doesn't mean they are prophets. And I'm going to give you the distinction between prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, apostles, and those who are simply gifted. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are, are, are you with me online people? So level one, everyone does it. Level two, they are those who are gifted. They are more proficient. When they do it, they are excited. For example, me, I pray for the sick. But I don't go around looking for sick people to pray for. But Pastor Chris, he goes around looking for sick people to pray for. Yeah. So we both pray for the sick. Yeah. And we all have results. I will not tell you which ones, but we have. But for me, I'm happier if we have methods of preventing people from falling sick. Yeah. For him, it's like, where are the sick ones? Am I, am, am I making sense? Yes. Are you with me? Now, the third level is the level where the person is not just doing it. They are not just gifted, but they are the gift. Yeah. They are an apostle. They are a prophet. They are an evangelist. They are a pastor. They are a teacher. Now, that level is the level of responsibility. Yeah. Now, I told you I'll tell you the difference, right? Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. That's the biggest difference. Those who are gifted, they do the thing. Those who are called to be, they don't necessarily do the thing. They set up a whole culture and system that enables so many other people to do that thing. So you find that a true prophet is not going around prophesying. A true prophet sets up a, a prophetic culture until everyone goes around prophesying. Because they have trained prophets. They, 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 yeah. A true evangelist sets up a system where everyone goes evangelizing. Billy Graham Evangelism Association. Now you know Billy Graham, right? He died. You know he died? He went to heaven. He slept. The association he left behind, Bill Graham Evangelist Association, this year, 2020, led 1.7 million people to the Lord. That's what we mean by an evangelist. Even when they die, they are still leading people to Christ. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? A true pastor doesn't just go around visiting the sick, what, counseling. They set up systems. Small groups, what, what. So, so, a, a, so a, the, a true pastor makes sure that, if, that pastoral care is happening in the church without necessarily they themselves doing it. They set up systems and equip people to care for one another. Their heart is for care. They train, they visit, they, they, they are 
a true teacher just doesn't teach. They equip other people to teach. They set up systems of equipping other people to teach. Are you with me? Yeah. A true apostle just doesn't plant churches. They set up other people to plant big, mega, multiple, international churches. <sighs> Hallelujah. I'm preaching. Yeah. And at the anointing, moreover. And some of you are receiving something. A lot of you. Yeah, all of you. So, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, let me check something else here. Now, for those who are watching us online and eating, you may need to have some comparisons to help you understand this. So, I'm going to use, first of all, business comparisons. Yeah? So, since I am going to be doing this, I'm going to ask you guys to move behind ever so slightly like this. I'm going to invite Apostle Florence to come. You can take your mask off as you come. So that I have five. Here, here, here. So, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. So now, in, in, in business, the business world, apostles would be the ones in charge of business development. Yeah? They, send, they, they are the ones who set up other outlets of that chain network, whatever your business is. Now they've set up one in Mbarara. Now they've set up a, a restaurant chain, maybe. They, they are the ones that are in charge of business development, expanding the reach of the business, of the brand, to make sure the brand is reaching more and more people. Is that good? Prophets are research and development. Yeah. They are, they are trying to see what products people will need three years from now, which they don't need now. So they do research. They develop new concepts. They are those concept cars. Yeah. You look at them. Go online if you don't understand concept cars. Don't go now. After. They don't look like anything that's on the streets right now. Yeah. You just see and you're like, what? Is this? And the people have met them. They are there. That's research and development. There are cars that use water. Water. H2O. To move. Yeah. Cars that drive themselves. They used to watch them in old movies. Now it's reality. So that's research. Evangelists, marketing and sales. Now the product is here. We must take it to everyone. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that differs a bit from the uh, apostle in that the apostle sets up and they are there to extend the business. Yeah, the, the evangelist it will be the product is out, cover Kampala. Yeah, the, the apostle will be, okay, while you cover Kampala, I need to set up someone to cover Ginger. I need to set up someone to cover Mbara. We need international. That's, that's, that's the difference. And then pastors, human resource, HR. HR. While we are working, while we are selling, while we are setting up outposts, while we are doing research and development, people need to be okay that the salary is okay, is everything okay, is so and so happy, is so and so sad. Hey! That's the, those are the pastors. And then the teachers. Training. Uh, 
continuous professional development. People, there is a training for what? A training for that. A training, a training, more and more training. So that's the business comparisons. Now let me give you military comparisons. Military comparisons. The apostles are the military strategists. They are the ones who, are, who see the big picture of this is how we are going to beat those guys. This is move this column in, take that regiment out, bring a division here, there is airborne support, what they have the whole picture in mind. They also make very difficult decisions. For example, they have to decide that the only way to take a certain front is to first of all lose 1,000 people. Yeah. The, the, all the intelligence has come in and like this, this is what's going to happen when you attack. People are going to die. But we have assessed that their supply of ammunition is such that they can only kill up to 1,000. So then the apostles are like, okay, which 1,000 are we willing to lose? Yeah. So they send in those who don't know how to fight very well. Yeah. So they, those, they, they don't tell them that that's their role. To, to die. They will tell boys, go. I remember watching this movie. Uh, what's that guy? No. Patton. Patton comes up. He's going to address some US soldiers who are going to fight in the Second World War. He says, I know you have had some people tell you that you're going to die for your country. But I want to tell you, nobody wins a war by dying for their country. Those bastards are going to die for their country. <laughs> so the general will come and tell you that and you'll be like, yes, they are the ones going to die, not us. When they have already planned that you are among, that you are in the dying company, you are in the battalion that's going to be battered. Those are the apostles. That's why they are not very well liked. Yeah, it's necessary for their office that they make some very interesting decisions. Prophets are intelligence. There will be the ones who say, there is a trap there. We've received information that there is this color moving, so don't go this side, don't go that. That's prophets. Evangelists are recruitment. Ha! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They are the ones who put out all those videos with guys in uniforms, sharp like this. They make it look like it's so fancy and funky to join the forces. Yeah, yeah they never put out any videos of people with missing limbs, what wounds, blood. No, all the videos they put out advertising are like, mm, it's so nice. Come to Jesus. He's going to take away your sins. He will heal your diseases. He will take you places that you cannot go by yourself. Come to Jesus. He has your miracle with your name on it. Anybody coming to Jesus? At the crusade, they never bring up those verses like, if anyone will follow me, come after me, 
deny himself daily and uh, yeah they don't the evangelists they don't talk about those kind of verses yeah they don't come and say the other of 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 uh, if you if you want your life you will lose it yeah if you lose your life then you may gain it yeah they they don't tell you when jesus was telling them follow me he, they didn't see that they were going to follow him all the way to death yeah that's why even after they were like is it now time for you to set up the kingdom yeah we've been waiting to take over and he's like whoa where are these ones they don't know they are going to be they are going to be executed but they don't know yeah that's what evangelists yeah they come and paint the good picture of the kingdom and you come just as I am without one plea yeah. mm. pastors yeah pastors are welfare and medical yeah you know those guys who go into battle with red cross things on their what they don't fire any shots they are there to take care of the wounded they run the military hospitals they supply the cassava and and posho and beans and they they are there to make sure everyone is what okay teachers training yeah after after this one has recruited you they've told you what what then you go for basic one month no sleep one whole month of no sleep that's what happens in basic you 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 get to a point and you don't know is it tuesday is it saturday it all looks the same yeah you've been running to different villages yeah i want my mommy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want my mommy there is a, where is the person who recruited us? The guy of the videos. Wow! He's, he has gone to recruit more. Now the teacher is drilling you, drilling you. Because they want you to be able to fight so that when the apostles send you to battle, you can survive. You are not among the batch they send out to die. <laughs> are you there? Or you're living? Yeah. Wow. And what's their role? Equip the saints for the work of ministry. Equip the, the saints for the work of ministry. I need five saints to come up. Five saints who are ready for the work of ministry. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, saints, please line up behind the apostles, prophets, what? So all these are the saints. So let us say these people are having equipment. Do you know equipment? Like, like tools. This is, a, this is a ministry toolbox. It has in a hammer for ministry. Nails of ministry. Uh, what? Glue of ministry. Huh? Plaster of ministry. Bricks of ministry wipes of ministry whatever is needed for ministry the equipment of ministry right are you with me you're still here so let's say they equip the saints they give the equipment to the saints give your saint their equipment they give 
the equipment to the saints. Come back, the prophets, apostles. Okay, they've... The, now, now, who has the tools for the work of ministry? So now, who is supposed to do the work of ministry? Yeah. Yeah. But people are still expecting the apostles, the prophets, the, to do the work of ministry. No, 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 that's not their responsibility. That's why you will never find a general on the front firing. No army ever wins anything by sending their strategists to the trenches. Yeah, you can look noble, okay, as he has also come to fight with us. Idiot. All those people, they have bodyguards. They are protecting them like nothing because they know that the only way they can win is if they are there to keep equipping others to do the fighting. Do you get what I'm saying? Worship harvest, are you ready? Are you ready to finish strong? Yeah, that's why we have saying in this church, everyone must have a ministry in this church. You can't be in worship harvest and be a consumer. No, no, no. Tikafu we cancelled. Cancelled! You must join a missional community and sign up to be deployed for evangelism and frontiers and prayer and teaching and, and loving people. Yeah. That work of ministry is no longer for the leaders. The leader, any leader who is still trying to labor to do the work of ministry themselves, they are doing the wrong thing. Quietness Presbyterian has joined the room. Yeah. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. That's what makes us strong when everyone is involved. At the beginning of this year, we had only 124. Or is it 134? 134 missional communities. I'm delighted to report there are now 200 and what? Two, 278. Mama, mama. Yeah. People are being equipped. People are being equipped. When we started, there are very few people who are in missional communities. Around 2,000, what? Maybe 2,800. Even then, the attendance was very low. It was around 2,500, actually, in MCs. Members. Attendance was like, she had to work hard to take it from 800 to 1,200. Remember when you hit 1,200 and there was rejoicing in the house of the Lord? Yeah, because we are running, uh, 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 last Sunday I told you, we were running a cruise ship thinking we can win battles. You can't. Cruise ships don't fight. Yeah. Yeah. They are there for party, party after party after party after. For us, we are a battleship. Yeah, we kick us. Yeah. That's us. Devil's got nothing on us. We just come after him. Love people. What? Train people. Make people rich. Huh? SFFG them. They stop begging. They start giving. What? Yeah. For the equipping of the saints. For the welcoming, for the edification. 
of the body of Christ. Are you with me? Okay, let's invite our apostles, prophets, Naba and Dee to sit down. Please, go with the equipment. You leave it on my table. Yeah, this is very temporary equipping. Have you understood something today? Now I'm going to show you something very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to invite back uh, Apostle Florence and Prophet Angela to come. So remember there are five. Eh? There are five offices. So in other words, this would be the thinking. This would be the thinking of logic other than thinking of spirit. The thinking of logic would be if you have ten people and you're putting them in charge of say, go plant, worship, harvest, arua. You should make sure two are what? Apostles, two are prophets, two are evangelists, two are pastors, two are teachers. But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus invited 12 of his disciples into a deeper relationship with himself and the Bible says he named all of them apostles. Jesus, instead of distributing, he didn't ask them, what's your personality type? Personality type, what is the other thing? Temperaments, what are your temperaments? I need, I need those with who are like quick to speak, what? who act recklessly, those are, are, are apostles. Those who did deeply think about it, what? pastors, what? No, he just said, all of them, Peter, who, who jumps before he knows where he's going to land? Apostle. John, who just puts his head on Jesus' chest. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Apostle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thomas, who can say I don't believe that's a dress. Is that a dress? Is that a real dress? Uh-uh. Unless I touch, then it touches it. It feels like a council. Even Thomas, apostle. Yeah. Judas. I, huh? Where is the collection bag? Who is inside? Also him, apostle. Everyone, apostles. The reason the church is stuck today is because whereas Christ's wisdom is to have apostles on the front edge of the church leading it into its mission, we have as the church, because the church originally, it was Jesus who is in charge, he appoints people who appoint people, now we vote. So when the church gathered and voted, who are they likely to vote into office? Pastors, those who will take care of them. Those who will not send them to be among the first 1,000 who are supposed to die. Yeah, if you know that this guy is likely to send me to die, why would I vote him to be a leader? No, I, I vote the guy who will supply more pots of beans, what, make sure our uniforms are okay, and when I'm hurt, the military hospital is good. That's why the church all over the world today is under the leadership of pastors and not apostles. And that's why the church is not advancing. The church which was meant to be a movement has become a settlement because 
pastors who are not bad people at all. It's pastors, it's pastors are not the problem. It's we who forced them to lead us. Now, I want you to imagine that the people who are in charge of taking care of the wounded, running the military hospitals, supplying the food, etc., then you tell them you are in charge of the strategy of taking that hill. And in order for you to win, by the way, 1,000 people have to die first. They'll be like, no way. For us, our heart is to save people, not to kill people. So we are not going to attack. Yeah. You put pastors here, we are not attacking. We are not attacking. We are not going to plant a church in that town. This place feels good. Yeah, we don't have enough guitarists. We can't plant another church in that town. Even the money is not enough to take care of the people who are already here. Where are we planting churches? Some of you, worship people, have been asking, Where are we planting churches? It's because you're saved and you don't know what it means to be not saved and you need a church planted that can reach you. Jesus put apostles in charge for a purpose. He knew that if he had named all of them pastors, yeah. look, even if they were apostles, they still failed to get out of Jerusalem until there was persecution. It's natural to us not to want to go. So there must be some crazy people like myself who, 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 who are able to weigh all things instead of seeing what you see here. And are like people who can sense and say, okay, worship harvest has 5,000 people, but Kampala has 7 million people. Where are the others? People who see at that level. Yeah. Wow. So he made sure it is apostles at the cutting edge of the front. And then it says, apostles and prophets because he also knows the apostles can jump before they know where they are going to land. Yeah. So they need prophets to say Hey, 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 hey. wait, wait, wait. There is a trap there. It's a trap. So throughout the scripture we see that it is the apostles and the prophets. Now, some of you might not be believing it but that very scripture we read, what does it say? What does it say? Ephesians 6 Six Ephesians 4.11 He himself gave some to be what? Apostles. Don't think that that order is, pro, is accidental. Some prophets, that order is not accidental. It's not accidental. Amen. Wow. Ephesians 2.19 to 20 together. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners. Uh-huh. But fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. He doesn't add the other others. Why doesn't he add pastors and evangelists and teachers? They are not the foundation. Those ones are the walls, roof, what? Lights, what foundation is apostles and prophets? <clears throat> Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12 28. And God has appointed this in the church. Who, who understands English? When they say first, what do they mean? First? 
There is a particular location in worship harvest that is giving me a headache because they don't understand apostleship. Yeah. I send them apostles, they reject them because they want the pastoral office. They know themselves. God has appointed this in the church. First, apostles. You're not going to like them because they're going to tell you to do crazy things like we are taking that hill, we are taking territory. We're taking territory. That's the song of apostles every morning. We're taking territory. We take, they're like, can we sing something else? Like, it's lovely out here. It's lovely right here. I shall not, I shall not be moved. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, there's a one time the guy was doing evangelism. Then the, when it was time for the altar call, that's the song the choir sang. I shall not, I shall not be moved. Yeah, yeah. Wrong song for the moment. So that location which starts with the letter of the alphabet. I've now told you my heart for you. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles, gifts of healing. The very stuff that people want from the pastoral office and evangelists. Like, now for me, I want healing. Yeah? When you say let's have the healing service here, no room, no space. Even if you say social distancing, no, 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 no. Like we have the service of commissioning to go. Like, the Lord hasn't spoken to me. Gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Can you imagine all of that stuff is much later? Because they know that you will want it. So they give you that stuff you don't want. You can go and sit apostles and prophets. Yeah. So equipping the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body. Verse 13. Till we all come. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Give me the passion translation. It says, Passion, passion, TPT. No, 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 from the first, the second, yeah. These grace together, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith. Until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. 
and then our immaturity will end. You see, there is, a, there is, a, there is a, an age limit for signing up for the military. Yeah. yeah. They, they can't send infants to the battlefront. Our immaturity will what? And we will not be easily shaken by trouble. Nor led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. Give me the amplified classic edition. That it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God that we might arrive at a really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. The completeness of what? Personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. The measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. So then we may no longer be children, tossed like ships to and fro between chance of gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine, the prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Yeah, you can chuck that text it's too much. So we come to a place, amen? He says, still we come till we come take me back to the new KJV till we all come there are people who are in the studio audience some of you are watching us from home the ones in the studio audience did you find yourself here suddenly what happened you came it means there is a process there is a movement you could not be here uh, while staying at home at the same time. You get what I'm saying? There must be a willingness to shift positions of thought, dogma, doctrine, whatever it is, so that you start moving somewhere to come to a place. The Christian life is a journey. It's called a pilgrimage. We are all pilgrims. On pilgrimage, to come to a place of maturity. Amen. Now, where is that place? Let's paint a picture of that place. One, there is unity of the faith. There is unity of the faith. Unity of the faith. Yeah. One person is not saying, Jesus, no, he was resurrected after one day. The other says, no, it's three days. No, it was five days. No, there is unity. There is the knowledge of the Son of God. You see, more, most people know they are man of God more than the Son of God. Hmm. Many people know they are man of God more than the Son of God. Say, that shall not be me. Yeah, the point of all this ministry is to bring you to the knowledge of the Son of God. Not fables, what? <laughs> Son of God. 
to know Jesus. He says to a perfect man, measure of the stretch of the fullness of Christ. Mike Breen asks a very important question which I want us to ask ourselves today. He says, if everyone else was living like me, would we be in revival? <laughs> yeah, let's ask ourselves that question together. If everyone else was living like me, would we be in revival? Yeah. If everyone else prayed the way you pray, would we be in revival? If everyone else read the Bible the way you read the Bible, would we be in revival? If everyone else was doing evangelism the way you do evangelism, would we be in revival? If everyone else was giving the way you give, would we be in revival? If everyone else was loving the way you love, would we be in revival? If everyone else's marriage was like yours, would we be in revival? Say revival starts with me. Yeah. If everyone else was fasting the way you fast, like half a day in a whole year, would we be in revival? I told you we are finishing strong. Mm. We are finishing strong. Yeah. The, the work of God is calling for us to give our lives. God is calling us to get real with this ministry thing. We can no longer just play around with the ministry. We must quit immaturity. If everyone else was behaving like Mose, would we be in revival? Huh. If everyone else was as critical of ministers as you are, would we be in revival? If everyone else was as dishonoring to, your parent, to their parents as you are to yours, would we be in revival? Am, am I making sense? Amen, amen. I know, even the people online must be as quiet as the people in the studio. That we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro. So this part of no longer children, how, how do we tell children or immature believers one, they are tossed to and fro. They are not settled. They go from one, one place to place to place, church to church, fellowship to fellowship, small group to small group, MC to MC, friend to friend. Relationship to relationship. They are not planted in the house. Mature trees are very hard to transplant. It's so much easier to move around small seedlings. Mature trees are very hard to transplant. If you are the kind who goes from one place to place, today you are, what? Yeah. There was a guy whose name starts with the name of the alphabet. For garage, he was at worship harvest. Somewhere in the middle of the week, he was at another fellowship, I will not name. Then the tithe went to another church. Then he went for overnight at another church. That is as to and fro as you can possibly get. Typically, the thing though, people never stop to ask themselves, 
let me investigate the results of my current level of spiritual activity <laughs> and see. So immature believers, they are tossed to and fro. They are carried about by every wind of doctrine. They are not doctrinally settled. They haven't settled the essentials of doctrine. In Hebrews 6, 12, 6, 1 to 2, it says, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Let's go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, like salvation by grace. Faith toward God. Doctrine of baptisms. Laying on of hands. Resurrection of the dead. Eternal judgment. No, they, they, they are still on this, that, that. Every, when, when someone comes and says, eh, 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 Jesus was a woman, they, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Explain it deeper. Go deeper, woman of God. That's a wind of doctrine. <laughs> I don't think I need to give my examples on that. Well, they are easily tricked. Yeah? They are easily tricked by those who pretend to be in ministry. He says, by the trickery of men. When people who are unscrupulous fellows who want to take advantage, when they find those ones. Yeah, I have a very painful story of someone who was tricked, lost hundreds or millions of shillings to buffere prophets who told them they can convert that money to a lot more money. Just bring it. They brought it cash in a box, in a suitcase. A worship of this person. He lost money which wasn't even there as they it looked in many other people. We had to go and visit the person in prison. You see, when you hear us preach with such passion, eh? because we have seen the pain of this stuff. Eh? Whole families destroyed. If you had just read your Bible, you would know that that's not true. Or if you listened to me, you would know that there is no man of God who can convert 200 million to 500 million without any economic activity. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Pastor B3 and Pastor J Jeremy. No, no, no. Pastor Angela and Emma. Come. There they are celebrating 10 years of marriage this week. It's, it's, it's anniversary week. By what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Also, Pastor Emma is the best uh, gynecologist, embryologist, everything out there. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. So I thought it would be good to give this example when he's here. So first of all, he says, he says, grow up in all things into him who is the head. 
I'm going to come back to that. Let me first skip that and go to 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every what? Joint supplies. According to the effective working by which every part does its share. Effective working is when every part does its share. Not the man of God. When the man of God or woman of God does that's their share, it's ineffective working, ineffective ministry. Effective working is when I do my part. The cluster leaders do their part. The location pastors do their part. The zonal pastors do their part. The cohort leaders do their part. The missional community leaders do their part. The huddle leaders do their part. The members do their part. Then you have effectiveness. When every part does it share. Give me First Corinthians 12. I know you're about to tell me time is up. Yeah, almost. Those on Spirit FM, we love you. Receive Jesus if you have never. It's the best decision you ever make in life. In Jesus' name, amen. 12, 20, 26. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. No, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. Yeah. You do a lot of makeup on your face. You don't know that there's a liver. Eh? Eh? Yeah. You do your nails, you do your nails. They are kidneys. They've never asked for anything. Yeah, the liver is just saying, please don't drink alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. Yeah, because it doesn't speak to you often, you start ignoring it. Yeah. Those, those members... Yeah, and those members, which we think to be less, we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to part which lacks it. There should be no division. Okay, now verse 26. And if one suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Amen. Have you understood? Now, I've reserved the best revelation for us. Are you ready for it? Ready. This table is excited, so I'll focus here. <laughs> he says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. Doctor, when a baby is developing in the womb, which part do we see when they look at the scans, which is the biggest? The head. The head the head yeah it's the head so that isn't it true that everything seems to grow from the head outward just tell us those yes, of us yes. who don't know yeah so in the womb yeah when Amara was growing in the womb Omaraika it was the head the head is the dom most dominant. In fact, at birth, the most, which is the most problematic part to get through? Yeah. Yeah. Say, man, you eight centimeters. Syndica. What? Kaba. People are kicking. Why? The head. 
True story, true story. Yeah. Why? Because the head yeah. is the biggest part. True. So watch this. While you are in the, in the womb, and after you've left the womb, most all your body grows out of your head. Yeah. When you were born, okay, like, like Angela. Yes. Hmm? No, not a good example. Yeah, okay. Emma, yes. this long leg, like from here <laughs> to here. <laughs> eh? Eh? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. When you were born, how long was it? <laughs> the whole leg was like this, yeah? like this, and now it has grown from here to here. Yeah. Now, would you say that your head has also grown, expanded, no. with as much to the no. same degree? No. No. Yeah. When you grow up, the part that grows the least size increase is the head. Yeah. Everything else grows so much bigger. Yes. The, to the original small two kilogram you three kilogram you yeah. than, than the head. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the, the head. head. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Christ is the head. Now I'm going to show you a mystery. Let me even get my notes here together like this so I don't botch it. Okay. Ephesians 5.23 For the husband is the, the head of the wife. Of the? And also Christ is the? Head of the? He's the savior of the body. 1 Corinthians 11.3 But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of of woman, woman is man and the head of Christ is God. God. How many heads are you seeing? Three, four, name it. Christ. So let, let me try and demonstrate something to you here. When they talk about Christ being the head of the, of the church, it's a metaphor. Do, do you understand that? Yeah. It's a what? Metaphor. Yeah. It's not Buddha is a real head seated at the right hand of the <laughs> Father. And then you, you are here trying to figure out am I in the knee? Am I in the toe? Am I? No, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's simply to mean that what is it about the head and the rest? Apart from the fact that the whole body gets its identity from the head. When you go and fight in a bar, they don't take pictures of your hands. <laughs> to say so and so forth. Until the hands were the hands beating the other person. Can you show us your hands? No. They take pictures of your head. head. Even if your head was the hand being punched. <laughs> Have you understood? Yes. Because the head is the identity of the body. To the head is the, the one that develops and sends commands to the rest of the body. Yeah. So what makes Christ the head is that he commands yeah. the body. Yes. It's not that he's a real head and we a body. No. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, you get so when they say that the husband is the head of the wife, please don't come up with pictures that don't work. <laughs> don't get him and start piling him on top of here. Because the wife also has her own head. Yes. But he's the head of her. That's a metaphor. Yeah. So don't be there imagining him over here. It simply means that in this home, he's the one God has given the grace to receive instructions yes. for the household. Yes. That's why you must get married to a man who is born again. Because when you are not married to a man who is born again, I'm talking to those who are not married yet. If you're already married, sorry, it's too late. Then, 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 then you, you are receiving instructions for implementation from, from another where? kingdom. From where? And yet the Bible says you must be submitted. It doesn't say yes. be submitted if they are saved. No, you are to be submitted, period. Yeah. So seek your submission well. Yes. So if he's the head of this, now there are those things that used to be in our parents' homes. Christ is the head of this house. Is that true? It is true. But how does Christ exercise headship over the Okula household? Through the, that's why he's the head of the man. Yeah. Yeah. And even Christ himself is submitted to God. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. The man is the head of the woman. So one part your body, one part your head. Yeah. Because you are going to find a body with four heads. It's a metaphor. Yeah. One part your body, one part you are a head. So to Christ, he's not a head. No. To her, he's a head. Yes. To Christ is a body. Yeah. Because heads have bodies. Yeah. Heads don't have heads. Yeah, heads don't have heads. Heads have bodies. Yes. So to Christ is a body. Yeah. To her is a head. To God, Christ is a body. God is a head. Mm, it's a metaphor. Yeah. Can I give you another metaphor? Yes. Shepherds. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Jeremiah 3.15 I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. First Peter 5.2-4 Shepherd the flock of God which is among you serving as overseers not by compassion but willingly not for dishonest gain but eagerly not as being lords of those interested but being examples to the flock and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away Pastor Bithri come Michael did I say you so let us assume at one point, these people used to go to worship Avis Katikat, where she was the shepherd. Now, yeah, am I your shepherd? <laughs> Some of these sheep. Am I your shepherd? Yes. <laughs> so, before they left, were you their shepherd? Yes. 
So if I'm your shepherd, you're a what? A sheep. <laughs> but now you are also what? A shepherd. That, now, if you are a shepherd, mm. they are shepherd. But also you're a sheep. Mm. You are my sheep. Mm. Huh? My sheep know my voice. <laughs> now, does that remove the fact that the Lord is your shepherd? No. <laughs> The Lord is your shepherd. Is that true? Yes. Am I also your shepherd? Yes. And now also, where are you their shepherd? Yes. <laughs> is the Lord their shepherd? Yes. So how does the Lord shepherd? By giving you shepherds. A shepherd. Now the very ones he tells to shepherd are also sheep. Yeah. They also have shepherds. shepherds. It's a metaphor. Psalm 133. Behold, Lord is good. Anyway, no, this is the verse. (laughs) Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Okay, you come this side as a shepherd. It's like the precious oil upon the head. Running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garment. Sacred so, you of Hammon descending upon the mountains, right? for there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. So I'm a shepherd, mm-hmm. but I'm also a sheep. Mm-hmm. I have shepherds. Yes. You are a shepherd, mm-hmm. but you are a sheep. Yes. You are shepherds, but you are sheep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm about to show you something. Because all this is consistent. If you look at the shepherd sheep concept, if you look at the foundation building concept, he says that Christ is the what? The foundation. And we are being built into him. But then he says he has made the apostles and prophets what? Foundation. So if Christ is the foundation, what are these people doing in the foundation? If Christ is the shepherd, what do people, why are people saying they are shepherds? Last day, if Christ is the head, why are people being heads? Because I want to tell you that in the church, Christ is the head of the church, but he has delegated not his person, Mm-mm. but his, re- his requirement of responsibility to different people mm. to be heads. Mm. Just like Christ is the head of this home, but he delegates the headship to him. Mm-hmm. Christ is the head of this church, but he delegates the headship to me. Uh-huh. Christ is the head of that location, you lead location pastors, but he has delegated the headship to you. Christ is the head of that mission or community, but he has delegated the headship to you. Do you know why? Because Christ is not going to come and speak to all the mission or community members by himself and say, now evangelism, no, friend. No, that's, the reason, that's why the people are given responsibility to be heads so that then the head can tell the body and everyone who is a head is also a body Mm. part Mm. that's why it is very dangerous for anyone to head anything when you are not submitted that's why we talk about covering when we talk about covering what are we covering what do we cover it's the head. head Am I making sense? Yes. 
you can't succeed when there are too many heads in this household. You can't succeed when there are too many heads in this church. You can't succeed when there are too many heads at that location. You can't succeed when there are too many heads in that mission community. For the role of headship, which is really to receive an issue instruction, has been delegated by Christ to someone. Yeah. Just like the role of shepherding has been delegated by Christ to someone. Just like he does in the home, he does everywhere. In, your, in the business where you are employed, there is a CEO. Yeah. Yes. They are the head. Amen. Okay, I think we have to end here. Yeah. Any thoughts from my people here? Thank you. Can, help me welcome Apostles. Uh, Angela. Um, yes. Let's. Thank you very much, Apostle, for those thoughts. Um, you spoke about you spoke about marriage, that it is very important. <clears throat> that as a wife, if you're looking for a husband, find somebody who is submitted to Christ. And then when you talk about uh, the, um, the dew descending from Haman, descending down the mountains, where the Lord commands a blessing, because if the man is submitted to Christ, then it creates the channel through which the blessing flows to the rest of the family. Yes. If the sheep is submitted to the shepherd, then it creates a flow for the channel of blessing to go all the way down. Otherwise, if one of the sheep who is supposed to be submitted steps out of line, then, um, you know, those of you have done plumbing before, if you've done plumbing before, you've got a pipe that brings water from a source, it must meet another pipe yes. to be able to carry the water to the house. But if the pipe in the middle bursts and it's out of place, the people who are supposed to get the blessing are going to suffer because somebody has stepped out of line. And so it is like a warning to those of us who are out there who are in a place where we must be submitted. Once we don't submit, the results of all the people behind us is on our head. Wow. Wow. That's so true. The worst thing that can ever happen to a woman is to be married to a man who is not submitted to anyone. anyone. Where they are their own God. They do what they want, when they want, with whomever they want, at whatever rate they want. The worst thing that can ever happen to a church is to have a pastor who is not submitted to anyone. Yeah. Where the pastor is like a demigod. Yeah. You can't report them anywhere. They can't be called to order. Yeah. That's why your business needs to have a board. Hmm. Yeah. There must be submission. The reason small businesses remain small is they don't have submission structures. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.